My name is Jenna. I won't tell you my last name. I mean, I could. It isn't dangerous for you to know or anything. I just don't think it's particularly relevant. Look, my last name isn't the point. The point is, over 20 years ago, I walked into a scholastic book fair, and what I discovered there changed my life forever. It's Garrett. My last name is Garrett, okay? to another episode of Minds at Yerk. Uh, you probably don't recognize my voice because I'm never flipping here, <laughs> but I'm Jenna. <laughs> I'm Alex. I'm Megan. And I'm Tim. How's everybody doing? Pretty good. It's Freddy. It's excellent. Nice. How about you? Pretty, you know what? I'm better now. <laughs> That's yes. good. It's Freddy. Yeah. You should be better. Oh yeah, I got a mimosa going. Screw it all. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> yep. How about you, Tim? Tim, how them puppies, um, Tim? Puppies are awesome. Yeah, um, explain these awesome. puppies. Okay, so... Well, when two puppies uh, love Jenna... each other very much. <laughs> Jenna... <laughs> Thank you. No. Jenna pretty much nailed it when she was like, uh, Yeah, you I did. To... Wait, what? What? <laughs> so, somebody just needs to neuter their dog. Yeah. That's, that's uh, all it is. Is it Tim that needs to neuter his no, dog? No. No. It's the... It's another litter from the same dogs as Tim got his dogs from. Ki- oh, no, so they're going to be, like, all reddish-brown and cute mm-hmm. like yours are, though. Yeah. What is the youngest you can bring a puppy on a plate? Six weeks. I don't... Is there actually a rule on that? Well, I mean... Yeah, there is. It's, like, six weeks until you can take it from its mom, but you should leave it longer. Well, what if mom came on the plane? You could take, like, a newborn puppy I don't, on a plane. I don't think I so. not taking mom so. and pup and... <laughs> All the other puppies. Uh, no, no, I'm not bringing them here. No. no, no. But yes, they're so cute. More, they are cute. More, more puppies. More puppies in this world. It's always a good thing. So we should start a fund to get this dog neutered. Yeah. There is a vet up in North <laughs> County that is seventy five dollars <laughs> to neuter dogs. It's a I uh, know farmer's this vet. to be true because that's where I took my dogs. <laughs> this is where I took Charlie yeah. after Charlie's vet was like, it's going to be 250 bucks. And I went, no. Ready so, for like, another bleep. Is it in? Yes. I think so. Yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's been that's almost 10 years seat. since I've been. Just, um, just go ahead and replace Meg's voice with my voice and you have my exact same story. Uh, the vet said <laughs> how much it was going to cost. And I was like, N- n- no, it's not. Yeah. No, like- yeah. She's. We're like, but tiny they're bones, external. Tiny they're external. Yes. yes. Right? You can just cut those off. Come <laughs> Right? I was like, how much do I want my dog to walk around awkwardly? Because he did. They're just too big. Oh. So like, that is the reason he got fixed. <laughs> All you really need is one of those laser knives from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. <laughs> yeah. Just cauterize oh, it. I do keep those. Yeah. Yes. Um, considering that I freak out when I cut Charlie's nails and like apologize profusely, I don't think I could do it myself with a laser knife, but I'll keep it in mind. I mean, I've done it with a regular knife to like cows and goats, so 
Okay. Nope. That can't be too nope. different. Just smaller. Nope. You know, Jen, you could charge sixty-five bucks and <laughs> undercut this other guy. What? But you also have to include the meds in that price. Uh, that's true. Mm. What did the cow do to deserve that in a knife fight with you? That's all I'm saying. <laughs> well, if you let cows go too long with their nerds, they can turn the herd. Turn the herd. And yeah. then you get zombie cows. What is? Yeah, that's, what... <laughs> that's exactly like what all... I'm saying. Like they're they're they nuts. Face left at the, the same virus time. for zombieism. What does turn the herd mean? It means that it can like cause it to be very ornery. Oh, okay. Yeah, you want them nice and docile, <laughs> like cattle. Fucking cows, and not super <laughs> lusty. Oh. <laughs> uh... So there's a lot of animals having sex with this book, right? Like, that is exactly what we're talking about, <laughs> yes. right? Yeah, there, there are a lot of animal nuts. <laughs> yeah, all that time that uh, they're in the prison cell, they are just boning down. I'm sorry. <laughs> Gushing oh, down. Gushing. Oh, oh. Gross. I did not need that image. Thank you. So, Tim, tell me about this book. All right. This book, which is book number 18, is called The Decision. And here's how it goes. The decision yeah, to chop off nerds. <laughs> <laughs> Axe tries to find a two-hour job, steals cinnamon, I'm sorry, steals cinnabuns, and then ODs on them. <laughs> I forgot how funny this book starts. Yeah. He's like, I, I need to find work. And I'm like, really? Like, Okay. Anyway. Eric the Chi said Chapman drove a minivan into a high-ranking Secret Service official. They morph birds to check on the official. He's hurt bad. And Visser 3 isn't happy about it. He's going to acquire the agent. Visser 3 eyeballs the birds, morphs a caffet bird, and attacks. Axe is confused by this. Axe and Visser demorph and are about to fight on top of a McDonald's. The fight leaves Visser 3 in a dumpster with a broke leg morphing human. And the Animorphs decide to walk away. Hold, please. I have a very important question. Did you capitalize dumpster in your notes? I did. I did indeed. <laughs> Very good. Yes, Please continue. Uh, Axe stews and worries. They want to morph the agent. Cassie is very against it, but then tells them how to do it. They are going to Dracula him as mosquitoes. Axe to cause a diversion. Axe succeeds and becomes a mosquito. Then we're in Z-Space, and then on an Andalite ship, and this is the best book I've ever read. The Andalite <laughs> ship is is headed to a tough battle on Lyra. They are just about to enter the battle when, aw hell, Captain Zierk. The situation is impossible. The ship's second-in-command, who just became captain when he killed the captain, decides his only option is to eject the Animorphs and blow the ship. Axe realizes the captain couldn't have been a Yerk. The gang morph bats, and they make their way to the only Andalite they are sure they can trust. The battle is not going well, and Tobias disappears. They go to the ocean, and Rachel disappears. They find Lyrans, but they are controllers. They get the Yurks out and acquire the Lyrans. The gang heads to the Lyran city and meet the head Andalite. The Andalites have a plan. Jake agrees after being accepted as a prince. And Marco disappears. They gotta arm a bomb and blow up a continent. 
And Cassie disappears. Axe and Jake arrive. Jake disappears. But Axe arms the bomb as the Hork-Bajir arrive. Page two of my notes. Axe is about to die a bunch of different ways. And then disappears. Everyone is back. No time has passed. The Secret Service agent wakes up and swats at Axe. The Yerks freak out and leave. The gang goes to the mall for Cinnabons. And that as was every the book. book should end. Yeah. Yes. And it, th- that's exactly how it happened. As soon as they ended up in Z Space, which happened just as quickly as it did in my recap, I said, This is the best book. <laughs> just the I best agree. Book. This is my favorite so far. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. yes. For one thing, we were talking before we started recording, everything. but. A lot happens very quickly in this one. It kind of bucks yeah. oh, the yes. formula a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And it goes from really funny and happy, or not happy, but like jovial acts as like writing essentially a guide to Earth for Andalites to, oh shit, I am like suicidal <laughs> and things are really bad. And then Jake, the artist formerly known as Prince. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the like wave is wonderful. Can I tell you the thing that bothered me the the whole book, this one? Yeah. Yes. This one isn't like something stupid. This is something that I, I legit had a question about. So the whole book, Axe is talking about how Visser 3 should not be able to morph a Caffet bird, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Alloran said that the first morph that everybody gets is a Caffet bird, right? Most people, yes. Or most Andalites. Now, I think there was another option as well. But. Visser 3 would have access to this Caffet bird if he already had it, right? Yes. Okay, so I wasn't just, like, but, missing No, something. it is the weirdest, like... And I know you have a solution for this, Alex, but it is, like, Axe is freaking out because he thinks Yerks are on the Andalite homeworld. And they give him all these different, like, reasons that are, like post Visor 3 and not a, one of them stops to go could he not have had it beforehand yeah. we do eventually get later in this one though like the captain or tactical officer one of the two does say yeah or no it's it's the the andalite they meet on the Lyran home world does say like some people don't ever acquire any morphs we really just use them for spies now yeah yeah yeah, but it was kind of heavily implied yeah. in Andalite Chronicles that he's morphed and he's important and had something to do with the hork world. So, like, he's not someone that hasn't morphed. Yeah. Right. So. I, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm torn between her really being like, this book really shows the kids' side of them in some ways, where they can't think past certain things. Mm-hmm. Or if it was really trying to lean into, like, there are Andalite traitors, and I didn't quite think this all the way back That's through. That's kind of what I got. was a tiny little bit of a plot hole there. But yeah. I just really wanted to show off that that there was... There's going to be bad Andalites, which there was. Yeah. Yeah. So... I don't personally think there are many good Andalites. <laughs> That's just me. I like the interaction in this one between, you talk about not being good Andalites, how Axe doesn't want to say why he can't say that it was Elfinger who gave them the Animorphs power. 
and the mm-hmm. the captain of the ship is just kind of smart enough or the 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 andalite that they talk to later is just kind of smart enough to pick up on why exactly he won't say it mm-hmm. it's like there's a big old hole in your story son but yeah. i think i know why i've also got a note on this from before they ever leave earth while this is still basically like an andalite's guide to earth he talks about how uh we lost my brother, Prince Elfanger, in the battle with the Irks in the atmosphere. But before he died, Elfanger broke our law and gave the secret Andalite morphing power to five human utes. And what? Pray tell. Is a ute. And, all, and my, my note for this one, all I could think was, are you supposed to keep this a secret? Which then, yes, comes back later as a pop, plot point. <laughs> I guess he decided it didn't matter. (laughs) (laughs) There's also something that was in the first Axe book that I miss in this one. The journal entries at at the top of each chapter. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I miss that. Those were fun. But this one feels less journaly and more like, if you ever visit Earth, here's what you should do. (laughs) This is more the travel guide. <laughs> yes. Yeah, let's say it's a Froders. But it also again leads to it's been a few books since we've had this where it is implied that these are written post adventure yeah. and like as active journals rather than us being in the adventure because from the very first page, you know, Axe is talking about how I was in this accident and I'm never going to be recorded in it, but I was there. And so when are they writing these? Yeah. Yeah. Like, is it post-war? Post-battle? Although, actually, if we go back a long time ago, I had a question about Tobias' books and how he wrote them. And I guess that answered itself now (laughs) over time. That is true. Yeah, we've worked that out. I'm glad you put two and two together there, because I definitely remember thinking, when we had the conversation, yeah, there will be an answer to this, but we can't give it right now. Can I can I tell you something that was very very strange for this book? What if we said yes. no? Okay. Yeah, for real. <laughs> I'd probably tell you anyway. But okay, um, then? it's no. It's this it's this line from the here I go telling you anyway. But it's this line. <laughs> Rachel is a female. She has gold hair and blue eyes. She is tall for her age. <laughs> How do you know? Way to go, Captain Respectful, on giving the best description of Rachel, the least creepy description of Rachel we've gotten in all of these books. You know, it really is. Yeah. <laughs> like, even even the Cassie descriptions yeah. are more creepy than this. <laughs> but I highlighted the Cassie description because, again, we're not given... She has dark hair yeah. and dark eyes, yep. and that is it. Yep. I love it. Yep. Absolutely. Also, Marco is short. <laughs> it is. It's the best descriptions of all the people and it's just like the most like to the point and this is what it is there's no there's no opinion to it you know yeah mm-hmm. well axe might be a racist he is not a human racist. <laughs> yeah. <I guess>. <laughs> <laughs> well you also get a, a, along a similar note while axe is on his what am earth kick there's a paragraph here that leans like really into bos- bo- body positivity and then just swings the other way. Clothing is a pliable fabric designed to cover the human body. 
Sometimes as protection against the cold, but mostly, as I understand it, because humans believe much of their body to be unacceptable. At which point I'm thinking, yeah, you tell us, Axe. (laughs) They are right, of course. But they cover all the wrong parts. There is nothing uglier than a human nose. Man, I laughed so hard and, like, sat there and was like... Is there anything uglier than a human nose? Yes. Yes, there Yes. <laughs> I'm glad I will you agree. list them. For one. But I won't, actually. Not having one, have you seen Lord Voldemort? It's or true. do you think Axe would hold up Lord Voldemort as the most attractive human? I mean, he might. Oh. He'd be like, it's gross because he has a mouth, but he has my nose. It's cool. But Axe isn't anti-mouth. I just realized that the Animorphs are fighting aliens at the same time Harry Potter is fighting yeah. Voldemort. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. So Axe and Voldemort, that's a fanfic I need. <laughs> it's it's Visser 3 and Voldemort teaming up together and oh, failing fuck, miserably. Even better. Thwarted by kids every time. And their dog, too. <laughs> Which is really just Jake I and Amorph. so much. Yes. All right, that's my one shot for the day. <clears throat> Writing this down. <laughs> we have created something wonderful. Hey, humans may suck, but at least we don't eat worms through our feet. It's true. It's true. <laughs> no, we That's put them in true. our mouths. It's fine. Yep. Or, like, blend them up into shakes. <sighs> I just love that we learn not only does X not have a problem with accidentally eating worms while he runs, but that too much protein keeps him awake. <laughs> it's essentially <laughs> his coffee. Worms are his yeah. coffee. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Coffee is also his coffee. It's true. Can we talk about him clearing tables really quick? Because I oh think my God. it is my favorite scene of any book so far. It's just this kid like shoving food into his face and then getting to a table with these bread, like fresh out of the oven cinnamon buns. And he's, I'm clearing this table. And it just makes me so happy. But it's so gross. He's eating all these other people's leftover nasty (laughs) trash food. Old nachos. But he makes the best point. (laughs) She says, have one. And he's like, one mouthful, one bun, one tray. What is right? And it's like. (laughs) I often have this question. It's not my fault human language is imprecise. Yeah, I just love that the paramedics got cold. I did too. Oh, God. Some kid ate a whole thing of cinnamon buns. Oh, that's Can't our guy. I that's ate that's, the that's whole definitely our thing. kid, right? Oh, Marco's retelling of the event is wonderful. I do have a question, though, while we are at Cinnabon. Yes. Is the manager Chapman's sister? I ask because of the line, poor kid, she said to the other human as I turned away. A little off in the head, maybe, but a good-looking boy. And I got the same kind of creeped-out vibe I got when Chapman told Rachel she was attractive. <laughs> I think adults are just fucking creepy. Yeah, I think I gotta agree with Jenna. Yeah, yeah. But we don't know that it's not Chapman's sister. We don't. It's true. <laughs> right. I like the idea that while he's out hitting Secret Service agents with his minivan... <laughs> Oh my god. That his sister is like feeding Axe too many <laughs> too many Cinnabons. Like more successful than him or Visser 3 in laying up an Animorph. So 
this kind of goes back to my whole casting idea, by the way, for Chapman being Danny McBride. Because that is the okay. only vice principal I can see hitting somebody with their fucking car <laughs> intentionally and it being a Secret Service agent. I think that the, the Chapman sister should also be played by Danny McBride. I do too. If we're going to go yes, that route. Absolutely. Or Melissa McCarthy. One of the two. Yeah. Danny McBride it is. <laughs> so the Secret Service guy that he, they, he hits, they say is like the second most important and that there's like one person above. And it is definitely a woman. Yeah. It is, yeah. So that, I want to be Melissa McCarthy. <laughs> That's I'm okay awesome. with that. <laughs> That's awesome. Can that also be Danny McBride? <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid Danny McBride as two women might get a little confusing. No, he could do it. I'm okay with I it being Melissa again. McCarthy as long as it doesn't come with just constant fat jokes. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's she's fair. She's moved past that. Yeah. She's she's a lot but better. But have the writers than, yeah. moved past that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cuz there was a period of time where anything she was in it was just like turn on all the fat jokes and I'm like, yeah. no. Which is so unfortunate because she was in Gilmore Girls before anything else and it was I like No. Oh, Sookie's my never favorite. Never a point. Yes. Oh, it was her weight was never ever a And that's fine. I if just get want... sick of the jokes. It's not funny. If you want good Melissa McBride that's fucking hilarious and will kill you, watch Happy Time Murders. It is God, so goddamn really? funny. Did you just merge Melissa McCarthy and Danny McBride? Are they now one person? Maybe. <laughs> that is our new For the purpose of, the of that movie, probably. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Oh, man, if you've ever wanted to see an actual Muppet jizz, I'm just saying... <laughs> It's, that's no, the movie for no. you. I didn't want to see it, but I did. I've seen Avenue Q Avenue four Q times. Yeah, but you never see the jizz. That's only because I didn't direct it that one time I had the chance. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me go ahead and warn you. If you're thinking Silly String, it's already been taken. Yeah. Oh, that's fine. My plan, my plan for 25th Annual Putnam County Spelling Bee is better anyway. It involves a Twinkie. <laughs> I don't need to oh, know. No. So good. <laughs> so, do we think Chapman intentionally or accidentally hit the Secret Service agent? Oh, it was a hundred percent intentional. Completely intentionally, yes. and I'm surprised he pulled it off. Also, how is nobody looking for this second most important fucking Secret Service security guy? Doesn't it seem like Chapman to 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 hit a guy too well? To, <laughs> like even when he does it right, he like overdoes it. Like, like they just want him to be like, him. yeah, and he's in a coma. I want to explore. <laughs> I want to explore the reality in which Chapman just hit a man and drove on yeah. accidentally. <laughs> <laughs> no, I could see that actually happening, though. Yeah, I mean, yes, but if that was the case, that he would not be in a controller-heavy hospital. Yeah. That's the only reason that makes me go, this was entirely intentional. Yeah. Mm. It wouldn't have been anyone important if he'd have done it accidentally. Yes. <laughs> agreed. It's still funnier if it's accidental. <laughs> oh, it's great. It's, yeah. yeah, like, I'm really loving the vision of him actually, like, stopping the car and putting it in the I mean, if Arnold Schwarzenegger can <laughs> happen to be right there to save a man from drowning... Yeah, that's very true. <laughs> no, I, I don't think he. If he did it accidentally, he totally Mr. Magoo's it. 
and and doesn't even realize what he's done. Just keeps on driving, <laughs> thinks they hit a speed bump or something. All right, I know we've already got Daddy McBride doing it this week, but can we also have uh 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 damn it, what's his name who played Leslie Nielsen? <laughs> oh fuck! Oh my god! That would personally make me happy nice. because the idea of Chapman hitting a, a, a guy also reminded me of our vice principal was our driver's ed instructor in my high school, and he was an older man, and I could see like Leslie Nielsen playing him a little bit. Oh no! My god! You're welcome. Did you catch Marco's sexist moment in this one? No, I instead chose to focus on his really good moments. There's oh, always one. Okay, it's like the pineapple in an episode of Psych. Yeah. It's a. It's Cassie says, "I don't have." A, oh, they're talking about how to tell if a mosquito is male or female. Mm-hmm. Oh, Cassie yeah. says, "I don't have a magnifying glass that good, and even if I did, how exactly do you tell if a male from a female?" Marco says, "That's easy. The males think loud be- belching is funny, and females don't." Let me tell you, Marco. You and me run in very different circles. Yeah. That is all that I'm saying. In my experience, the crowd of people that I've belched in front of, which has been a lot, the guys do laugh and the girls go, are you serious? You think so? I have been out belched by many a woman in my day. Yeah. Yeah, we're good at it. (laughs) I feel like that's a sad declaration, but also it's wonderful. (laughs) And I've, I've, yeah, I know many of, many a female who enjoy a good burp as well as any male. I mean, a good burp just feels good. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting but here. A this bad ent- burp is just a disappointment. I'm sitting here oh, this yeah. entire time being like, no, this is all gross. I'm out. Marco's wrong. <laughs> I don't want any part of our burping contest. If this is, if this is where the monarchy is headed, count me out. <laughs> Speaking of problematic presumptions about the human race, Prince Jake looked at his watch. Humans are always lost in time. They're constantly asserting that it is later or earlier than they thought. I've never known a human to say, oh look, it's exactly what time I thought it was. Axe has never met me. He hasn't met you. (laughs) Jin can attest to my uncanny ability to be like, it's 9.22 p.m. and be within minutes. Do you, do you stare at the sun when you do this? No, I just have an andalite like a, sense of time. I mean, me. and also especially if it's not 9.22 p.m. Note as I said this, it was 9.20 p.m. and I was within two minutes. Very nicely done, sir. Thank you. I also enjoy his, and what I'm assuming is K.A. Applegate trying to understand teenagers' definition of chilling. Yeah, that was great. Yeah. <laughs> like, how are we going to explain this? I, it is the best. I wanted to hear Axe, and by extension of K.A. Applegate's uh, uh, definition of Netflix and chilling. <laughs> oh, no. no, I'm okay with that. My God, and we do. That would be great, oh, no. though. I need her to like write just one other book that has all of the pop culture references from right now. <laughs> do you think Axe really likes the TV? 
Has he interacted with the TV yet? Um, Probably not. He's been to the movies, but we haven't heard yeah. about him watching TV. I don't imagine he sits around like the house a lot, because he's only got he two would. hours whenever he's in Human Morph. I feel like he'd really get into a soap opera, though. He probably would. <laughs> like Melrose Place is Axe's thing. He would straight up be Castiel learning things from terrible oh, sources yeah. on TV. <laughs> yes. I learned it from the pizza boy. <laughs> Dear God. All right. I have a question for everyone. What is a suspicious bird? <laughs> Same thought. I want everyone's everyone's suggestions for what bird looks suspicious. A cockatoo. Every bird that's ever looked at me. I was about to say, yeah, literally every bird, but I do know this one. He... A cockatoo. I feel like I like I have this vision of a sw- someone walking and a bird following, like, <laughs> and then looking away. That's a fucking suspicious bird in my mind. It's a cockatoo. Not like a crow or anything like that. No. I don't think I've ever seen a crow that was concerned about me. But I'll see, like, little birds in my yard, and they'll just look at me, and I'm like, why are you They're plotting something. Yeah. They're always yeah. plotting something. You are up to no good. Yeah. I do occasionally worry about birds that are big enough and get close enough when I've got Charlie outside. So, the correct answer, by the way, is the giant shoebill stork. That's a suspicious bird. Yeah? Why? Yeah. That is a suspicious name. What makes it so suspicious? Check him out. Do do a quick goog. Oh, I'm I'm googing. I will say this. My serious answer was also going to be a stork. Oh yeah, I know this dude. <laughs> Is it because their bills are so big? I mean, just like look at that and look at their crazy ass eyes. Oh like, no, they, they are no. human things too. Like they are human things what is it too. Called? Giant shoebill stork. That bird is a yerk. Something. Look at the way he's looking at me. Yeah. And someone now needs to record a cover of Surfing Bird that is Surfing Yerk, please. <laughs> um, that one seems yeah, like it would be a little really freaked out if this was following. My answer was also going to be a, a well, probably more crane, honestly. That's terrifying. Stuff. That's terrifying, right? Tim. Right? Uh, yeah. That that bird has thank murder you, in thank his Thank you eyes. for that. That actually is. He knows he knows where you live and sleep, and he's coming to get you. <laughs> no, uh, he's also as big as a fucking person. Like minor spoilers here, but that's actually the cover to Visser. Um, <laughs> that is a mugshot. So, like, you just put the little numbers in front of it, and that is a mugshot. My shot. parents <laughs> from the 1920s. My parents live in front of a creek <laughs> and in front of you know some woods, and there is a very large crane. About human-sized, that hangs out back there certain times of the year, that is jet black. And it looks like the Grim Reaper. Oh, goodness. Or somewhere between, like, Grim Grim Reaper if Grim Reaper were wearing a uh, Plague Doctor mask. Like, that's exactly the vibe. Uh, We call it Big Bird's goth brother. (laughs) It is an intimidating silhouette. Maybe not. We used to have those birds. We used to have those birds all the time where I grew up. Uh, and one time one got hit by a car on the side of the road. And my mom, in the middle of like January, decided to stop and pick this bird up. And took my jacket off of me as like a nine-year-old child. And wrapped it around <laughs> this bird and then hands me this bird that is bigger than I am. And we proceed to carry it home. 
and try to nurse this bird back to health. By the way, don't do that, people. No. That's dumb. Yeah. I had heard you this story. I did not know the size or kind of bird involved until now. It was gigantic. I'm sure that I think it's much smaller now, but then it was huge. Jenna? Yeah. You can buy a framed print of Murder Bird for 4.95 pounds. So, have we at all discussed diseases transferred in blood and uh, DNA? Um... I feel like this is something we maybe loosely talked in about. The, was that accurate science? In the I don't think that was accurate science. In the time in the time travel episode, the Into the Rainforest, I did give a very specific accounting of different kinds of diseases they could have acquired, and we came to the That's conclusion right. that they probably would not have held on to said diseases whenever they morphed and also probably right. didn't transmit them back and forth through time. Right. Mm-hmm. But we definitely get something here that's uh, diseases cannot be transmitted by acquiring, yes. which is a blessing to get that. Just let's knock that out of the way. Not a problem. Good. Let's continue on. Yeah. And we were right the first time. Go yeah. us. It gets dark. Before we get dark, do we want to pause for an important message from a fellow podcast? Sure. We've made difficult decisions. And there are still more ahead of us. Two people aren't enough to save the galaxy. We need the toughest. Smartest. Deadliest allies. We need you. We need you to join us. And listen to Reignite. A certain point of view podcast about storytelling. Love. And Mass Effect. Join us every other Thursday as we fight for the fate of an entire galaxy. You can find us everywhere you get your podcasts. Or at certainpov.com slash reignite. We're counting on you. We should go. So let's get dark. Well, before we do that, anyone who hit the fast forward button to skip over that, go back, you monsters. These are our (laughs) friends talking. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you for listening properly. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> now let's There's get no dark. wrong way to listen to a podcast unless you skip through the ads. Unless you don't Is listen to right? ads from our friends who are not paid advertisers. That's right. <laughs> They're doing us a solid and playing our promo too. So there. Now that you've been guilted into that. <laughs> I wonder if anybody's like still listening. Go, no, fuck these guys. No, I'm not going back on principle now. There's one guy who's like, I did listen already. Alex, stop yelling at me. That's and tip. to that person, the other one's the Jenna. To that person who is future me, what's up, future me? <laughs> now we may get dark. In the history of comedy. I don't think there is a worse punchline than Marco's in this. What is this, Vietnam? Oh my god. But I laughed so hard, though. We don't know who the good guys or the bad guys are. What is this, Vietnam? Oh, but he's so right. (laughs) I mean, he is. Prescient. Oh. (laughs) Sorry, Alex. Apparently, I'm the only one who didn't think it was funny. Never mind. I did I not laugh. Asshole. I went. I did not laugh, but I just was like, "All right, well, 
So now we know we know what K. Applegate's stance is on Vietnam. We know who Margot's favorite Watchmen oh, yeah. character is. <laughs> oh. Wow. oh. Do you think Marco's read Watchmen? Definitely. He, he mm. might have snuck it from the public library, if they have it, if it's not banned. That's true. He's definitely Also, if it. he's ever been in a public library. So, The Decision, right? This book is called The Decision? Uh-huh. The Decision was yeah. Axe completely bailing out on his Animorph friends? Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. Like, just without a moment's notice? Yeah. He was just like, hey, screw you guys, I'm out. I'm back with my homies. I think it speaks very highly of their culture, more than any of the Andalite Chronicles did. Is like how much this militant background is ingrained into Andalites. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is it like everything is black and white? There is no gray. He immediately falls back into line. Yeah. And they don't really give him a chance to celebrate the fact he has not seen another fucking Andalite that's not Visitor 3 yeah. in 0.7 of one yeah. of their years. Like, I understand all of that, but I'm not going to lie, when he called him Prince Jake again, I was like, oh, so now he's Prince Jake again. He's not just <laughs> Jake anymore. Because I was a little bit irritated at him. Man, I, I really wanted that moment from Jake's perspective. Yeah, because when he smiles at him, you know that Jake is sitting there going, "All right, diffuse the situation. Don't be so pissy." Yeah, yeah. I think that, and this is one of the rare times I'm going to say this: Rachel is very wrong for how she mm-hmm. reacts and how Marco reacts, and even Tobias at one point. I think all of them yeah, are wrong. You know what? They might be wrong, but I think it's very true to their characters that they would react yeah. that way. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. But and I also think it is a sign of how old they are. Yeah, and true. Yes. Is that they can't, you know, grasp. And you know, Axe even says like, "I'm literally the only one of my kind and that I've seen in you know months." And Tobias is like, and he's like, "Nobody can relate to that." And Tobias is like, "I can." And it's like Tobias, in this situation, you actually. I mean, can't. he even says later, "You are a human in a bird body, not someone yes. else." Yeah, you're a nothlet. Yeah, it's like, Tobias, I get your angst, but it's not warranted here. (laughs) No. It's not welcome. No. No. As usual, I was with Cassie on this one, right down to the, hey, look, so Jake's not going to want to ask it again, but you are going to have to make a plan, so could you please? That was the most you thing I've read in the (laughs) so far. I was like, I've heard Alex say these things. (laughs) Like, literally in my lifetime. Alex has come up and like, hey, I hate to bug you, but. Can you do this right now? And right in, now. In the last few months, that usually involves the word fanfic. <laughs> Listen. Yeah. But it's all good, and we can laugh about it. Yes. Because I'm a Cassie and not a Rachel. There's nothing wrong with being a Rachel. No, but I'm not one. I'm definitely not a Marco, and there is something wrong with that. There's something wrong with, still love with being, being a Marco. I still love precious baby Marco. Yeah. <laughs> Marco's got a, a few lines in this that I really actually liked and I highlighted. I'm going to have to find. Um, that come up a little later once people start disappearing. But he and Rachel lay into acts and I just wanted to be like, back the fuck off. Yeah. I thought that was a, a pretty, like, as soon as Tobias 
But Tobias was the first one that disappeared, right? I'm not yes. getting that confused. Yeah. Yeah. As soon as Tobias disappeared, I was like, oh, okay, so that's how they're going to get back. Which just, like, I, I, I mean, thought that was kind of, yeah. It's still a middle grade book. Like, the moment they're yeah. like, well, we kind of have this theory about snapbacks. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. so they're going to snap yeah. back. Got it. Which yeah. I want to talk about that because they say this, like, halfway through the book. Our science officer think it's it's a snapback effect. And then people start disappearing and like, no one remembers that. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot it's of, like, like they just talked about it, dudes. Yeah. You know what made, made the science of this book even better? Oh, I'm going to. Was the fact that. That we had a conversation on the show a while ago it was like, wasn't that a thing <laughs> that happened somewhere in here? I think I remember that being a thing where you can get sucked into Z space. You know what's funny is like last episode, I think either Alex or I or both of us mentioned it because we both yeah. knew it was coming yeah. up. Just to see if you would like put it in your theories. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> nope. Um, I do have a science issue with this though. Because okay. if if they're going <laughs> to snap back like this. And the the second science officer, the one on the Liren home world, alludes to this. It's gonna be a function of mass, and Rachel wouldn't be the first of the humans to go. No. Marco would. Because he's because the he's the smallest. Well, that makes Rachel's sense. tall, and Jake is athletic, and and Cassie is like sturdy. Sturdy. I was trying to come up with a word that wasn't thick because that's a weird way to describe a thirteen-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she's that she's a thick. farmer. <laughs> yeah, like she's toting bales and lifting hay. Yeah, she's um, thick with a double C rather than like. Yeah. I'm not sure there's any way I can use that word. <laughs> sturdy. In my thirties, yeah, sturdy's good. And, and so Axe would have been Axe last. would have been last, and Tobias would have been first. Yeah, I've related but, it back to in my mind to who probably morphed first and finished. But you're right, mass makes more sense. Wait, you said, but Ash you said was the last person. No to time passed in the original where they were, so I don't know that the morph would have mattered. But Axe was the last person or last animorph to turn into a mosquito. To so put oh, his, now that may be to true. put his mass into yeah, space. So yeah, that makes sense. That's where that my sense. mind went, but. Alex's argument is incredibly logical. Well, and if yes. they're if they're describing it as a snapback, that's implying some amount of momentum, yeah, and true. because it is all tied to redistribution of mass across non-existent anti-space. I think Marco should have been first, and like probably like Marco. Then you could probably argue any order past that. But yeah. as much as they hit Marco as the smallest, he should have gone after Tobias. Yeah, I do love how the science officer though was like, "Oh my god, we only theorized this before." <laughs> cool, he's like nerded out real bad, like real bad. I have a really big overall theory about all this. Yeah, this entire book. This is entirely the element. Yes. Like, oh fuck yeah! Like he had Tobias and Rachel snap back first because they were not being productive. Like, he's the one that brought him there because they saved this planet. Yeah. And, and if this planet had fallen, it would have completely changed the war. Mm-hmm. Rachel and Tobias were not being helpful, so they got sent back first. And then then that's why... Was Marco next after that or Cassie? Marco, then Cassie. Marco. So then, yeah, then Marco went and then Cassie and then, yeah. you know, Jake. And then the mask makes more sense. I mm-hmm. think I like that. Like, not even as a 
definition of the science or to, you know, a reason for the science. Just, I just like that because that's a cool story. Well, it makes a little bit of sense in the fact that they snap back and this guy who has been hit by a car wakes up and seems to be okay. Yeah. Like, haven't been hit by a car, but have nearly died in car accidents. It's not like a, please get the nurse for these mosquitoes. It's more like, where is my morphine pen? Please, thank you. So that almost plays into more the the Chapman accident theory. That was just caused by the LMS and he didn't do it on purpose. This is what I'm saying. This guy put him in his trunk and then called Mr. Three like, fuck, I just hit this guy and I think he's important. What can we do with him, man? I don't know. Did I fuck up good? I don't think think he was important. I think it's just, I hit this guy. What do I do, boss? His wallet says he's the second in charge of the Secret Service. <laughs> Look, he's got his ID. I mean, the Elemist has a counterpoint. The counterpoint set it up, and the Elemist went, fine, you can try to have him, but I'm going to go save over here. I have no I idea like if this that. is actually what happened, but I'm like, as no, I was reading I like this, it, I was like, it's fun. this feels Elemisty. Yeah. Also, now they have this cool new weapon that they can use. Oh, the Lyran, uh... Yeah. yeah. Do you think they'll keep the Lyrans because they snap back to the same point in time and the last time they time traveled they didn't get oh, to keep morphs? But they didn't time travel, they distance traveled. They I don't know. time traveled back. Yeah, because no time had well, passed. Space is time. But time passes but time passes differently relative to where you are. That's very true. So maybe microseconds passed here on Earth. But they we're also, well, at least Axe was caught up in... Uh, so here's the non-Elemist argument, which I went to the Elemist too, but <laughs> the non-Elemist argument is these quantum bombs affected like the shape and curvature of space-time, creating not just the... Because they were caught in the wake of the ship in Z-Space, but the end point of Axe going back is when the bomb is detonated. So if the quantum bomb is part of what's at play as the thing pulling back in the rubber band metaphor they use in the book, you're still getting some sort of potential, like, I don't know. I still think... And when they have to had to have popped back through Z-Space, too? Yeah. that's That was the first like, thing I thought. But here's, here's the point either way, I guess, for me. Like, if they left from the moment when Axe popped and time still passed... Even if they're returning to the exact same point in time, they would be traveling at a speed relative to themselves where far more time would pass than what would yes. have passed on Earth. Yes. So, so since they're not aging by significant amounts of time, there has to be a time travel component. Yes. So I got two thoughts about this. My first one is I don't see Cassie letting them use this morph because... They got permission to do it for the point of saving them, but she doesn't particularly like to morph into sentient creatures without their approval, and using them to fight the Yerks is not what it was intended. Well, no, they said to fight. They said to go fight the Yerks. They gave them permission to do that. Well, and my other half of that is, it's an alien, and the Yerks, they're not going to blend. Like, like the half of the Animorphs fight is blending in. That's true. Until they accomplish whatever it is. Again, unless they go to Gullagola Island. <laughs> exactly, yes. Yeah. The, the the one thing that bothered me in this book, well, I say that. I say that before I say everything. But one of the things <laughs> that bothered me in this book was Cassie's reaction to them wanting to acquire the Secret Service agent. 
because she was like, no, 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 we're not doing this. But you know how we could do this, right? Is we could all morph mosquitoes and go in there. And, and I was like, wait, what We're just not going to do it. But if we did. <laughs> yeah. I was like. I think that's actually like Cassie's entire internal debate the past few books is like, I don't want to do this because this is wrong. But why am I the only person who's smart enough to figure out how to do this? Yeah. <laughs> hey, Cassie. I don't want to do this. I'm not making this decision. But you guys can do it. Just don't. Include me. Exactly. And, and I, I, Marco yeah. keeps referring to him as a vegetable. <laughs> yeah. And, and I'm like, he's just in a coma, dude. He'll be all right. Like, yeah. But I really laughed when it was like, Brussels sprouts. I was like, yep. <laughs> <laughs> no, he is a Brussels sprout. Yes. He, uh, and then the, they call him a tomato, and then they argument about whether or not a tomato's a fruit. <laughs> I am looking up really quick on the Wikipedia because in most books when they ca- they don't keep that morph. I just looked up whether or not they morph Lyrans again. If that's what you're um, checking. Well, it usually has an asterisk that says cannot use again. Like after book 11 where yeah. the, the jungle morphs they no longer have. There's an asterisk that says this morph no longer exists. And it doesn't have it in either place. Either okay. Wikipedia. Tim, take off so, your headphones. Should I, should I, yeah, okay. All right. And if you're listening and want to skip forward a few seconds, uh, it doesn't outright say it's not usable, but they never use it again. And it is speculated okay. that the snapback took so it away. Lame. Okay. So it's totally going to read lips and then Alex's screen froze. <laughs> nice. I'm really disappointed in life. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Because I'm the Illumist. <laughs> <laughs> We do get what I assume is a Andalite swear word. Uh, oh, I remember this, but I don't remember it. It is a <clears throat> Yowlin. Now, what in the Yowlin are you doing drifting around in zero space with five aliens? I'll be Which very makes it honest. sounds really Southern. There was a moment when I was like, wasn't there a, a kids WB cartoon about Yowlin monks, but that was Shaolin monks? But there are a number of famous people of Chinese heritage who are named Yaolin. Okay. With that exact spelling. Like, it is a family name. Interesting. Tim, were you shocked that there was an Andalite trader? Uh, yeah. Because I kind of kept not buying into that fact that there would be more... Like, okay. So, yes, I was shocked when I thought that the Yurk was in his head then i was like double shocked when the guy put it together that it couldn't have been a yerk in his head and so he's just a straight up traitor i mean so that no i never thought i thought yerks being in the andalites was a far stretch i didn't think any andalites were gonna sell out there are always gonna be profiteers who are like nope this is a lost cause gonna go with the winning side and take my 30 silver coins yeah but that that sounds like sort of like a human like like we're applying sort of human standards and I sort of like as as we've talked about like the Yerks are the ultimate evil in the galaxy and the Andalites are the ultimate good as the way they're supposed to be written. But there are shades and so of I gray. just thought none of them I... There are. There are and we right, learn this so, more so could every these day. people not be sympathizers then? I don't think Andalites are supposed to be portrayed as the ultimate good except for in their own minds. Yeah. Well you yeah. learn you learn kind of each each the further we go that they're not. They're they're space paladins you know? is what they are. <laughs> yes that's Are very they? true yes 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 maybe at this point that's a very accurate like they believe in the cause Mm-hmm. yes 
but yeah and that's that's what it like the more the thing unfolds the sort of deeper it gets and i guess that's what makes it good there is one question that's raised in this that's never answered do lirans taste like chicken because <laughs> they definitely bite yeah. in yeah yeah, yeah. I guess the sharks and they don't never have report taste back. buds. Not cool. Yeah, yeah. That was that was wild. That whole exchange there. Yeah. Like, no, 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 no. Do it. Do it. Go ahead, bite that <laughs> yerk right it. out of me. Dude, it'd be so fun. Do <laughs> it. <laughs> Just bite their brains out. It's fine. Do it. <laughs> and they're like, "Oh crap, you did it!" And they're like, "No, no, no. I'll be fine." It's just. I gotta go sit down for a little while. <laughs> Let me just go rest in a cave for a bit. <laughs> I just had my brain spit out. Let me go hang out, my read shaman some Play-Doh. told me that this will help. <laughs> um, while we're on people eating people, I had a note here that I couldn't remember why why I took a picture of this this line. Taste is very very powerful. Oh yes, and then I remembered just now. Do we think Axe would be into some vor stuff? No, I don't want to go down this route. No. I really don't want to go down this route. I don't know. I don't think so. No. I don't put it past Axe to be into anything. <laughs> he's not yeah, into anything. Yeah, I mean, he's into everything. Yeah. He loves collecting experiences. That's so yeah. I, true. I get that. Yeah. I don't like but I, I don't know. <laughs> don't like... I don't think he would be into Vor stuff just based on the fact that he likes taste. No. Because... Because Vor is not about taste. So why do you think he would be into it, Jenna, if it's not the taste thing? Well, because he likes the power of having something inside of him. I don't like <laughs> this. He seems very religious. I don't know how this contradicts it at all, but it does in my mind. Please stop. <laughs> Wait, what? who seems very religious? Axe. He seems very ritualistic. Oh. I mean, that's for some reason, I thought you were talking religion. about Alex, and I was like, "What? No, no, not Alex." <laughs> Alex doesn't strike me as exceptionally religious. He strikes me as exceptionally no. ritualistic, which would fit very much yeah. into like a BDSM lifestyle. But I feel like, oh the yeah, ritual. Oh, fuck you. No, I'm not having this discussion. <laughs> He's like, tie the tail down. Yes. No, stop. I hate this. What if you? What if you? <laughs> we broke her. <laughs> this is not even a tenth of all the awful shit that's coming to my mind. I don't need to know. I always picture Kermit in the rain. Kermit please stop. In please the stop, rain. Tim. 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 I'm not. Tim. The first question in my mind is it instead of baseball. <laughs> Why are there so many? I'm cutting this entire conversation. Good. Good. <sighs> We're never speaking of this again on any other show, period. Thank you. Ever. So we're not talking about Axe's BDSM habits. Oh no, no, He's that's a fine. Child. Not forever. But for now. The entire <laughs> commander of all of the fleets has a name in common with Axe. And now I really understand. Yeah. I want to understand Andalite names. And well, we've seen this is like an or whatever. Two of the Andalites we meet in this book have. He has Serenial. Uh, I think it was either yeah. the captain of the ship or the TO had Esgareth. It's the commander over the entire fleet. Yeah. 
yeah. has Ascara. Okay, then one of the others yeah. had Serenial. We saw both names yes. in... Okay. My guess is it's like a geographic marker. Like they're from this it. region. Maybe. Yeah. Actually, that makes a lot of but sense. But it's in different places. Maybe like it, it has little... to do with whether it's matrilineal or patrilineal location? That's a good point. Huh. So we're going to end up writing a history book that fully details naming... I want one of those crests to hang on my wall that has my Andalite name on it. Okay. Yes. Timrush226! <laughs> that's his that, yerk, yerk name. That's his yerk name. Por que no los dos? But Axe and Elfanger don't have any common names between them either. So either the three-part name that we see is like a first name, or... Depending on where you are in birth order, you maybe pull either a matrilineal geographic location or a patrilineal location or something like that. Yeah, possibly. Or their parents moved between them. It was like, what, 17 years between Axe and Elfinger? Something like that, yeah. yeah. You're right, I didn't realize they didn't have names between the two of them. Maybe it's their astrological sign. I like this. Like, birth name, your sun sign, and your moon sign? Yeah. Alright. Do I have a moon sign? Yes, yes. everybody a has sign. a moon sign. It's based on the time of day you were born. Uh, oh. yeah. We'll figure out your moon sign after the podcast. We're not doing it on oh, the podcast. Oh, alright. Sorry. <laughs> so I would be Alex <laughs> Aries Sagittarius. I'm Megan Aquarius Pisces, I think. Nothing, Jenna. I don't know. Oh. Do you know what your sun sign is, at least? If that's the normal yeah. one. That's the normal one. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm a Sagittarius. Okay. Tim, you're an Aquarius. Yeah, I know that. Okay. I was trying to think of, like, that... I was trying to remember when I was born, like, what time. I started I can narrow it down I started to, like to a... make a joke, but it was going to be too deadpan, and Jen was going to disown me. That seems to be the Probably. theme of this episode. But it was going to be... <laughs> that goes without saying. <laughs> Tim is such a such an Aquarius. Um, I'm also an Aquarius. So, what are you trying to say? <laughs> yeah. Hang on. I'm saying that Tim is an Aquarius. <laughs> this is why I can't do deadpan humor anymore because people take it too seriously. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I found the Marco quote I liked. Finally, free people who get together to defend freedom are never weak. Yes. Which can very easily be twisted, sure, and made bad, but I don't think it is, and I think it's very good here. Now, in general, like, this is this is the pro-intersectionality book. Yes. And it is finally Axe deciding that he's going to fight with the humans. They are his people, officially. Yes. These five. And I like the way that he addresses the, the overall commander at the end, Galowit, or whatever his name was. Uh... About that, the this is my prince. All Andalites must serve a prince, and the prince must serve the people. Okay, thanks. Bye. <laughs> Please don't kill me. Yep. <laughs> and he gives Jake a compliment. It's not the worst prince he's ever, yeah. you know, met. Yeah. I mean, Jake is really good in this book. He breaks up a lot of fights and really keeps his cool. He is all right in this one. I will grant him that. <laughs> he defers a lot to people that would know better how to handle the situation. That's too. a really good point. Jake is at his best when he sits down and shuts up. 
Huh. The Jake formerly known as Prince. <laughs> <laughs> and nobody laughs at his jokes again. Yeah. I do love that. I do love that he owned that joke. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, now he's making jokes and bad ones at that. Actually, yeah. Marco, that was my joke. Sup? <laughs> <laughs> that's my that's my favorite like running bit in this this book series is that Prince Jake, don't call me Prince Jake. Okay, Prince Jake. Mm-hmm. Just never falters. Never really pays attention to it yeah. at all. And except he never stops telling him to quit doing it. Except it happens once in this book when Jake disappears. X calls out Prince Jake. Jake. <laughs> Because his that. friend has gone away. Because he's accepted that they Aww. are his friends. It's a really sweet moment. And you missed it, you it monster. Is. I am a monster. <laughs> I did miss it. <laughs> Alright, is that all we have to say about that one? That's all I got. That's all I Two got. Two more capital D dumpsters. Just want to throw that in there. <laughs> Good to know they're staying consistent. Yep. Cool. Yeah. I mean I don't I don't guess we can really discuss how technology would change things in this. Well, no, there's no camera. I mean, there are some. Cam- How does Jack Jack Axe know about membership fees? That's not a technology thing, but I went hospital security cameras and got to that. Um, when does he talk about membership fees? When he surrenders in the hospital? Yeah, are like, there? I surrender. I want to be a yerk. Are there? Mem- is it a membership? Oh, fees? yeah, yeah. I'm guessing the sharing doesn't charge membership fees. He has to have absorbed this from, like, Marco That's, jokes Yeah, it's gotta be. Yeah. yeah. It was very good. I like him using humor. Yes. I do, too. Yeah. I also, and it becoming more natural. Yeah. I like when he laughs and they're like, don't do that again. Don't. I like don't when don't he explains. Like, everyone stops and turns. <laughs> I like when he explains humor to the other end alike. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. It's never yes. not funny. <laughs> Humans employ humor in difficult situations. This is called sarcasm. He doesn't really mean it. How do you know I don't mean it? He doesn't mean that either. (laughs) This is one of the books I wish they had done as a TV show. Like, it would be great. I wish there was more acts. Yeah. Yes. This is why we have to win the lottery and buy back the rights. Yes. Tim, you did not send me numbers. Are you still meditating? Yes. Okay. Yes. I am deep in thought. Okay. Acceptable. If you're in deep thought, then the number has to be 42. That's very true. Mm. I need more than one number. <laughs> That's also very true. I can't just repeatedly play that number. Repeatedly. Repeatedly. Re- repeatedly. You, can, I mean, you, you would be replete you with 42s if you played only 42s. <laughs> you would have repeatedly played it. Mm-hmm. Your picks are replete with 42s. All right. Then hit me with some animal facts, yo. Alright. Well, last week, I mentioned that there was a link, or last fortnight, to an article about a fish with genitals on its head. That's actually pretty boring. Nothing super exciting. Some fish have what scientists believe are genitals on their head, but no one's ever seen them use them. So instead, (laughs) uh... We're going to talk about whether or not octopi dream. Octopodes. Cool. Oh, wait. No, I don't want to know this. Why? Because I just had some takoyaki the other day. But they eat themselves when they dream or they're scared. Did 
<laughs> did they? Okay, I feel less bad about it now. <laughs> did you ever order that octopus jerky? By the way, N- no. Okay. Um. So, do we want to place bets on whether or not an octopus dreams? I say yes. I say yes. Uh, I don't know why we'd be talking about it if they didn't, so I'm going to go yes. Well, (laughs) you are all correct, Tim, for the reason why I would have been. Were I not the one asking the question? (laughs) Does anyone want to guess how we know that they dream? Because... Because they they curl their little tentacles and it's adorable. Like they're oh, chasing they're chasing little cuttlefish. <laughs> yeah, their eyes their eyes move while they're asleep. Cuttlefish actually cuttle cuttlefish do do experience REM sleep. They mentioned that in this article. So Tim's close. Oh snap! Like close, just generally. That was me. They change color when they dream. <gasps> what? That's cool. I want to change color. Period. That's but so I cool. I want to change color when I dream. So recently. A Caribbean two-spot octopus that was sleeping was observed changing color and not even like, you know, toe to tip, but like in different splotches and different patterns. And uh, there have been some prior studies to that too, talking about like half and half patterns in octopus uh, uh, species. And... The going theory is that they dream in the same way that some scientists and psychologists believe that, you know, humans dream to process a day's thoughts and to to, to reinforce memory, you know, uh, uh, pathways that go with memory and processing and all of that. They believe that some species of octopus dream to actually, like, reinforce the neural pathways they use to change their their coloration in specific ways that are newer to them Hmm. that's adorable they they get like little tie-dyed look to them while they're dreaming not exactly tie-dyed just kind of splotchy or two-tone um a 20 a 2012 study did prove that cuttlefish experience rapid eye movement um you know, eyes moving under closed lids like in humans with shifts in skin coloration as well. So it's reasonable to assume that an octopus can do the same. Um, they haven't confirmed rim sleep in, octopo- in octopi yet. Uh, octopuses, octopodes. Pick one. Go with whichever one makes you happiest. They're all correct, yes. but octopodes is the best. <laughs> and the, the, the article here that I'm looking at, which is on Atlas Obscura, ends with... But if octopuses do indeed dream, we hope it's of electric green sea sheep. I was going to make link... a Philip K. Dick joke. With a I've link, been trying to workshop it. They beat it to me. With they a link to, to a picture. <laughs> they beat it to you. <laughs> Jesus. I mean, <laughs> there is in here a link. Let's go into the syntax. To a picture of a sea sheep. The, the formal name is... Uh, Costa Ciela Kuroshime. Um, it is a species of Sacaglosin sea sug that can photosynthesize. Um, live for months on photosynthesis alone, found near Japan. 
It does not say how so big So people they do are. eat these things then. I don't see evidence of anyone eating them. They're also called leaf sheep sometimes. Oh, that's cute. They'll also eat algae. So octopuses are aliens, right? This is a thing. You're looking at a sea sheep and you want to say that the octopus is an alien? Yeah, I read something that they think octopuses are aliens. Octopi. Octopodes. What is it that I'm supposed to call it? Any of them is correct. Any of those. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah, I read somewhere that they think they're aliens. Why? I guess they don't match anything on Earth. Is this the same place you read about flat earthers? <laughs> I don't know, maybe. To make sure. <laughs> maybe. I believe a we have... flat earther. I believe that we have discussed octopod... O- octopod... Octopod. Is that right? Did I do that? <laughs> We're gonna go with it. They are from now on octopod. I believe... But if it's really cute, it's octopod. Damn it, you beat me to it. I was about to say octopod. Um, I believe that we have discovered octopod physiology enough on this podcast to say they're not totally unlike other things. We know we can get them high. That's true. True. We know that they are that they share some characteristics with cuttlefish. They also share something with like a bunch of um, blobfish. Yeah. Being awesome was that the thing? I mean, structure makeup. I don't know. They're just really fucking weird. <laughs> They have blue blood. We still don't know what color Andalite blood is, by the way. several There were several moments of referring to Andalite's bleeding in this, and never once did we get a color of blood. Damn. Well, damn it. Anyway, I don't have a way to monetize this, but I felt like the world needed to know that Octopi oh, Dream. I am all for turning into an octopus and trying to fall asleep. Let's do it. Octopus sleep studies. Yes, I like it. (laughs) There is a website here on May 19th, 2018 that said a controversial scientific study suggests octopuses came from outer space. And then there's another website right above it that came out two days before it that said, no, octopuses don't come from outer space. Also, the phrase controversial scientific study means bad scientific study. (laughs) It means, yes. Hey, so I'm high. Disproven. Ate a bunch of Pot cookies and octopus are aliens, right? I'm writing the paper now. <laughs> a bunch of octopodes got stoned. We're like, dude, what <laughs> if we're from space? And then the second octopus dude, says, what if we are from space? Dude, you're curling up with a porcelain cuttlefish. But whoa. <laughs> Look at our tentacles. There are so many. <laughs> Aren't our tentacles so weird? Dude, you're like three different colors right now. Stand by that gas vent and let light blow behind you and light you up. You'd be like a (laughs) glowing octopus. I'm trying to decide (laughs) if I think Alex has ever been high or not based on this, like, impression. (laughs) And what what is your conclusion? I'm still undecided, but I'm leaning towards no. Do we have any listener questions? Oh, hey, that's an excellent question. 
Uh, I posted something on Twitter and got a response if we don't have anything else. Why don't we start there while I look up? Sure. So I'm going to try to remember to do this before we actually do episodes. But I posted that we're getting ready to discuss book 18 and uh, that we were talking Lyrans and what you'd like to be a part of the psychic community. And we got a response from Kiernan, no last name, uh, who said, it would be cool to know what other people are thinking, but that also means you can't hide like a surprise party. And that is a very, very true statement. All right, I've been sold so on being psychic. Now I, yeah. yeah, now I want to be psychic. <laughs> Thank you. We yes, I do not want surprise parties. Like, anytime someone gets psychic powers, usually the other people are ta- thinking about sex. And I'm really glad that this book didn't, like, suddenly go down that route. Yeah, thank God. <laughs> Axe, why do you want to swallow all of us? <laughs> Stop it! <laughs> Thank you so much. Oh. <sighs> no, no, no. He doesn't find any of them attractive, but no, they all find him attractive. They all have human noses, and those are so gross. <laughs> so gross. Axe, why do you so want to gross. swallow Lord Voldemort so much? <laughs> <laughs> do we have any shout-outs? No. Aw, lame. Did we yeah. remind of? I don't think we reminded people in the last episode to uh, no. play Tim's recap sponsorship game. No, he has let that go. Yeah, <gasps> Tim, damn it! It lasted I a whole two episodes. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Did Ian just like pay you to do that? No. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we could try it again if we want to. I just, I don't know. It's a lot to keep up with. It's a big burden. Um, well. <laughs> it's a big burden to say, hey, tweet at us and we'll put you in our show. Oh, so, look, I just did it. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Jenna. There you go. With middling amounts of power comes a modicum of responsibility. <laughs> and it's just more than I can handle. <laughs> it got sad. But now I'm totally on the hook again because Jenna... <laughs> yeah, me, somebody who can't even ima- <laughs> who can't even show up to this podcast, <laughs> except once every four episodes. Once every sixteen or eight night. There we go. No, sixteen night because of four. Yeah, once every sixteenth night. <laughs> That's like tentapus math. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> That's two octopi or one and. One and three quarters tintipus. <laughs> One and three fifths tintipus. There we go. There you go. Ten predictions. And then we have to reveal to him what the next book is. Yes. Because so this one gets recorded for posterity. The, the, the next book is Megamorphs 2. The last Megamorphs was our summer action blockbuster that was read by everybody's perspective. So I'm, I'm guessing we're going to pick that up again. It's going to be everybody's perspective, passing off by chapter. Ooh, um, he gets the basics. We're going to get... I, I don't feel like we're going to space or anything like that. Like, all that stuff happened on Earth. So I feel like it's going to be an Earth story again. Um, I feel like it was like sort of like wide-spanning. Like, we went across country and stuff. It's just going to be bigger in scale than the normal books. Yeah, you're being um, really vague kind of, here. I know. I'm I'm trying to trying to work myself hey, through Tim, it to see sort Tim, of how yeah. I want you yeah. to swing for the fences on this one. Okay. I want you to go right. big and ridiculous. All right. 
Visser 3 is going to catch two or three of the Animorphs, and the lessened Animorphs group is going to have to go rescue them. Bigger and ridiculouser. The, um, like, last thing that you would expect to happen in these books is what? Think summer blockbuster. Okay. Um, there's an, an alien invasion on Earth. No, that is exactly what these fucking books are. No, no, no. Like, actual spaceships no, come down. No, that like, is what this book... Did you not read book one? Like, the humans, <laughs> the humans see it. Like, they come, like, disaster movie kind of... Tim, you are not thinking big enough. Uh, <laughs> how is that not big enough? That is... Not big enough. The earth is destroyed. I need you to think like millions of tons big enough. Millions of tons. Yeah, the earth is... You're, uh, uh, you're technically not far off on earth is destroyed. That would happen That's in very the true, actually, yeah. yeah. That works. In the timeline. Um, the two planets smashed together? I don't know. Yes, because like Jonathan going... Hickman wrote the next one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what other type of sci-fi books are there? Like outside of I don't aliens? know, aliens and robots? That's it? Time travel? Getting warmer. Okay, so they travel through time? <clears throat> My buddy Jeff Goldblum would love to be in the next book. They turn into flies? <laughs> yep, that's God, it. We've done that you know what? I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> Show him the goddamn cover. Tim <laughs> is so bad at this. <laughs> I don't remember a time travel Jeff Goldblum movie. All right. There was no time travel in said Jeff Goldblum movie. Okay. Um, whether or not oh, they like could talking. time travel was not the question. Because we know they can. They should have asked whether or not they should time travel. Is that a Jurassic Park thing? And if women uh, are going to na, 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 the na. In the time of again. dinosaurs. Oh my goodness. <laughs> They go to, they travel to like dinosaur times. Yes, you actually look. Or do the dinosaurs? No, do the dinosaurs come to them, or do they go to the dinosaurs? I don't know. Uh, Is this is this time travel that Alex just said it was, or is it a weird back situation? (laughs) (laughs) Beloved pop culture touchstone, we're back. A dinosaur story. Okay, I can love that movie. I did too. I've. Really want to read this book now because somebody's morphing a dinosaur, and I cannot wait for it. <laughs> so, you guys, I've never read these. Th- I've never read this. Oh, one. you haven't? It's no. very good. I like. I missed it. I'm gonna make entirely. Jenna do the. Jenna has to do the recap for this one. This book no has six <laughs> covers. Six covers. <laughs> yes, it was like what a rainbow. They had like a different colors. Yeah. Someone's oh, maybe doing... that's why I didn't have it, because I wanted them all. And My mom was like, well, now you're not getting any. Each one but... has a different character inside mid-morph. Yep. Oh. That's Ooh. right. I got Hang the on. Rachel. Terrifying. Give me, give me a minute. Let me go see what mine is. Like like okay. so many people in the 90s, I got the Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now I'm picturing 90s Alex with a Rachel cut. <laughs> It was and it's so good. It was worth my making a friends reference. Yeah. I enjoyed Entirely. that. Yes. <laughs> Jurassic Park the Lost World came out in 1997. About a year before this? Yep. Are we sure that there were six covers? Yes. Yours because also I great. also got the Rachel. Oh. I'm telling you the Rachel is very popular. <laughs> is that a friends hair joke? 
Yeah, you missed no. the... Yeah. No. <laughs> I'm like, there's no, no way Alex just made a friend's no. joke. Nah. He didn't. Don't worry. Yeah, if you Google... Tim, if you Google Megamorphs 2 covers, you can see all oh, six. Go. They're all the same on the outside, just different colors, and they've got different yeah. insert pages. We should have made Brian read this one, then he would have had to buy all six. <laughs> <laughs> so now, do you have any predictions now that you know what the cover looks like? Yeah. They're going to go back in time, and they're going to morph dinosaurs, and Visser 3 is going to be there. And he's going to morph a dinosaur, too. And Tim, what is the name of the plot device that allows them to time travel? Tentapods? Yes, that's it. Sario the Rip. Yeah. They go through another Sario Rip. Oh, Sario Rip. That's what it was called. Oh, so, wait, what caused that last time? It was the, the when the bug fighter was fighting the other, the Andalite ship, and they shot at each other, yep. right? And we said, well, this what has to come back later and be a thing again? Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't remember that. I don't remember what book that was in. That was in the Jake it book. It was in, yeah. yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do now. I am all excited about this. Yeah, so next is our big blockbuster. Yep. We'd like to thank Christina Spinks for our show art. If you're interested in getting some good, good art from her, uh, email her at c.spinks.animator at gmail.com or visit her um, Instagram at chaosdoesart. Peep our social meds at Minds at York on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, if you want to send us questions or comments, you can email us at Minds at York at gmail.com. Why are you laughing at me, Mick? The website is Minds at York.com. Spell York, Y-E-E-R-K, if you don't know that by now. Why are you listening to this podcast? Uh, if you like us and want to help us out, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Um, we're available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play. Stitcher and Podbean, and uh, let us know if we're not there, and we'll we'll be there. Well, here, I'll flip through a book and pick a line out, and then we can sign off, and you can not have to deal with that anymore, unless you want to promote <laughs> anything. Does anyone want oh, to promote anything? yeah. Tim's got a few things. Oh, I do have stuff, finally. Oh, snap. Tim? Yeah. Um, in the coming weeks, uh, I'm going to be on Judging Book Covers, talking about a fantastic book called Pines. Judging Book Covers is, of course, Megan's fantastic podcast. Yeah, Tim's then, my anniversary guest every year. Yeah, I get to be on there every year. It's fun. Uh, and it's the first time I'm not talking about a singular book, but I found a really, really good book, I think, uh, to talk about. And then also in the coming weeks, Meg and I are going to be on Second Opinion, talking about another podcast called Limetown which is really, really fun. And all I could think about when we were talking about being able to read people's minds for surprise parties. Yay. And so everybody should tune in and we'll give you dates and we'll tweet out dates and stuff. Oh, that's that the other thing. Uh, nice. We are going to be doing a group watch of episode one of Animorphs sometime in April. We are still setting down a date, but we're going to watch the first two episodes. It's going to be... Uh, Group watch where we're going to comment while we watch and then we'll release the commentary so that if you cannot join us, then you can at least watch the episodes and listen to us talk. So We have no idea how this will go, but we hope it's good. Yeah, this might be the only two episodes we do it for and then just release summaries of the rest, but I don't know. We'll see. Hopefully it goes well. Best way to find out how to get in on that, I imagine, would be to join the Discord. Yeah, we'll, we'll post yeah. it on social uh, social media, but Discord is always the 
First line for information. Jin, you got so that's anything? That's all my stuff. Nope. Well, you no. can always hear us on Panelology. It's true. Yeah. All right, somebody say when. When. We flew, rolling and tumbling through the air, riding the strong breeze wherever it took us. That's kinky. That one had to be sexual. <laughs> I had just swallowed Marco. <laughs> Fuck you. He was riding inside of me on the strong breeze. In case that wasn't clear. I could feel him dangling from my uvula. Are we still shooting Marco and Axe? Is that what's going on? Still implies I ever was. Axe can do better than that. (laughs) Wow. I'm Jenna. I'm Alex. I'm Megan. And I'm Tim. And until then, we fight.